On this episode, what's the best setup for a face-to-face interview? Welcome to Season 7 of Podcraft, and this is the Frequently Asked Question Season. See, we get questions every single day via the website, social media, all sorts of different places. We thought it was about time we go through as many of them as we can. I'm Colin Gray, I'm joined by Matthew McLean, and I'm looking forward to hearing what you're asking. Take it away, Matthew. So this question came in from Uzma, and she was asking about face-to-face interviews. It's a it's a question we get a lot, actually, so it's yeah. definitely worth talking about. Uh, first thing to consider here, Colin, is is really like, are you going to be doing your face-to-face interviews in like a permanent or semi-permanent studio or home environment? Yeah, yeah. Um, or are you thinking about uh, going out and getting interviews just as and when? So whether that's in a car at an event, um, in a in a cafe or a pub. Uh, so you're probably looking at two kind of different setups here, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, if you're uh, if you have the luxury of having a, a regular place to record, then it's great because you can set up your room stands and you can have like really nice sort of um, it all arranged perfectly. So you can just turn up and just press record button, can't you? Otherwise, you're going to have to have something. I think the consideration there is that you can go a bit more complex, obviously, when you've got a permanent setup. Whereas you're kind of looking for something that's really easy and quick to set up if you're out at a pub or an event space or something like that all the time. Um, but then again, when you're out and about, there's two different methods too isn't there like you may want to set up for a few hours and you actually still want the stands and things or i mean you just have like a really simple uh, digital recorder and you're just actually pointing it from person to person yeah so well where where do you want to start will we start at um uh, maybe out and about uh yeah yeah so the out and about i mean my, my own podcast the audio drama production podcast for the last year or so i mean mm-hmm. we, we've always m- myself and my co-host robert we've always got together and recorded in the car because <laughs> it, it suited us you know kind of half meeting at a, a car park a halfway Surpr- point surprisingly soundproofed uh yeah a car's environment a, as a car's well a good wee studio <laughs> apart from when there's a uh, grass cutting going on outside oh, but um you could just drive though a movable studio yeah exactly yeah <laughs> so initially yeah we we were using the old Zoom H2 and mm-hmm. I had like a screw in handle for that mm-hmm. and I was basically, you know, we're sitting in the, the passenger seat, the driver's yeah. seat and I'm just passing this um, mic back and yeah. forward like yeah. a like a television yeah. reporter. Yeah. So obvious uh, cons uh, f- from that were like, I got a bit of a sore wrist <laughs> and, uh, you know, sore wrist from sitting in a car with a guy for a couple of hours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't tell your wife that. <laughs> and... Um, what was I going to say there? You were going to say it. it's hard to do. <laughs> yeah, and uh, again, you've got the the mono track as well. Yeah. Uh, so you know you're both, or if you record, you're both, then, the you're both channel, on the yeah. same channel, basically. Yeah. And um, that you know we wanted a better setup, so yeah, we went yeah. down the route of uh, we got the Zoom H5 uh-huh, sure. and a couple of lavalier mics that we tend to talk about quite a lot here at the podcast host uh, the ATR. 3350s mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a review of them on the site as well put yep. a link to them in the show notes so was able to get a couple of um 3.5 mil to, to quarter inch adapters plugged them into the the zoom h5 got audio on both channels and immediately it became a much better conversation yeah, because yeah. I, I didn't have to worry about you know the audio because yeah, it was yeah. all 
you know, it was all uh, feeding into the recorder. We could yeah. sit back, we could move around a bit more. Yeah. And yeah. It, it just, it really improved our setup and yeah. it's a good sound quality too. Aye. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good setup, isn't it? It's not, it's, um, I mean, the H5 is certainly a bit of an expensive piece of kit, but it's so versatile, isn't it? You can use it in so many different places. I mean, we've got it sitting in front of us here. We've got an H5 right in front of us, which is recording this session. So it's not just for out and about. You can use it for studio recording too. But yeah, the, la- the lavalier mics are just great because you kind of, you forget they're there, don't they? They yeah. lead to a much more natural conversation. And especially if you're talking about interviewing people who aren't particularly used to speaking on mic. So folk that, you know, somebody in your industry, they're not used to being interviewed, they're not used to being on media, uh, then you can put a, you know, you put a mic in front of them, even if it's an H2 on a on a handle. And they can just like, they can totally freeze up, like yeah. become really formal, really like they feel like they have to speak all uh, like lawyer speak and just sort of use big words and make themselves look impressive. Whereas with a lav mic, you stick it in the shirt and they just forget it's there and it becomes much more natural throughout the conversation. So yeah, it just leads to better content, I think, more better conversations. Yeah, and you don't have to do as much of the coaching about the mic technique, you yeah. know, repeatedly telling Aye. them, you know, come away yes. a bit or come closer yeah, a bit or, totally. or stop, you know, looking away when you're answering a question. All that goes out the window. Yeah. And like yeah. you say, it's, it's just so much easier. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. that setup, yeah, that's the um, the ATR 3350 lav mics running into the H5, but H5, most, yeah. uh, most recorders will accommodate that. Aye. You can use the, like we talk about the Zoom recorders more than anything else, just because we like them, they're good. Um, and the Zoom H1 is their basic one for about 60 quid, isn't it? Yeah. And we've done lav mic interviews with that using a splitter. So using something which uh, lets you plug a few different mics into the one input. Uh, and you can find, we've got a lot of these setups shown on um, in our community, actually, in fanfishing. So if you go to over to fanfission.com, fanfishing.com, uh, then you can can get a full instructions on a lot of these setups over there um but yeah there's there's lots of different ways to do it from sort of a cheap bodgy way so with the h1 you only get it in one channel obviously like you were talking about don't you yeah you'll get to split it out but yeah the sound's not quite as good yeah but if, with way. an h5 you can have a lav mic in each channel you can separate people out you can work on them much more you're a lot more flexible and mm. how you work with that audio track um yeah i mean the other just quickly the other option there is actually a similar one h5 with two handheld mics so if the downside maybe one of the cons of the lav mics is that if you're you're in a more noisy environment they are relatively omnidirectional yeah they are, kind yeah. of <laughs> i know maybe technically they're not but uh, they do pick up a lot of background noise so if you're in a noisy environment it can be can not produce the greatest sound so if you're at a conference for example maybe you want an h5 with two dynamic mics uh, like an sm58 which are really good at cutting out the background noise you can get them to hold the sm58 right up to their mouth you do the same and suddenly you have um really good interview quality but with a little bit of the background buzz but not too much and you can do that with an h5 as well because you can pr- plug the uh, sort of pro version uh, xlr mics into that yeah you've got you've got a trade-off there like you say you've got you know your lav mics are always omnidirectional they're going to pick up the environment when you plug a a dynamic uh, directional mic in the the issue with dynamic mics going into these recorders Mm. tends to be that your noise floor immediately raises i think it's just because of the preamps you know powering it so again you know that your priority is going to be to capture the vocals so that's the better option in my opinion there than getting 
you know, a lower noise floor, but your background noise is so loud that you yeah. can't actually hear what somebody's saying. So yeah. you're sometimes going to have to make these decisions, aren't yeah. you? When, yeah. you? when you're not recording in an actual recording studio. Yeah, yeah. What about um, in the studio then? So that's probably, I think they're the two that we would recommend for out and about, isn't it? You've either got your lav mics or if you really want to, you can use some handheld mics or the basic, you know, just a digital recorder back and forth or one microphone between two people as well. Uh, So what about if you're in the studio like we are just now? If you're watching the video, then you can see that we've got two mics in front of us, boom stands all set up, the mixer in front of us. This is a full kind of studio setup. So what's, uh, do you want to talk us through this? Yeah, well, in the studio here, we're um, we're running through the Yamaha MG10 mixer, so we've got our mics plugged into that, and the audio is coming out of the mixer into the, and I'm knocking the mic now, into the uh, the Zoom <laughs> Point H5. The so, yeah, uh, yeah this, is, this is the sort of setup that, you know, we, we have it set up all the time. You yeah, said earlier, yeah, we can yeah. come in here and just uh, switch everything on just and we're ready record. to go. But yeah. if your studio is maybe your kitchen table or a table in your bedroom or something like that, that yeah. also has different purposes, Colin, I think your old recording studio, is it not your your son's bedroom <laughs> yeah. as well back yes. in the day? So Can't leave the mic set up there. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got, uh, I mean, most people don't have the luxury of a, a permanent yeah. setup. Yeah. So... One of the um one of the best bits of kit in my opinion, and I've I've had one of these for a couple of years now, mm-hmm. is the uh, the Focusrite Scarlet Two I Two. It's not actually a mixer; it's a little preamp. It's got two XLR inputs. Again, I'll put a link to this in the show notes. And um, it's not uh, to be honest, I didn't get this for podcast recording. I got it for audio drama recording because I wanted to when we were getting together recording our dramas. I wanted to have two actors being able to act together at the same time and record the audio straight into the computer yeah yeah. and with this uh, it gives you that capability i was able to record two actors on two different channels and it's a usb device so it plugs directly into your computer Uh, these these are famous for the you know they're they're well priced and their sound quality is a lot better i've heard than you know your standard mixer of the same price obviously yeah with a mixer you're going to get a bit more flexibility if you also want to do things like a mix minus and things like that you know recording online but if you're always just recording on person the sound quality on this if you're a bit of an audiophile they are a bit better than mixers which are priced at the the same level although saying that i mean the, the mg10 i found this is the one of the only mixers i've found in the kind of under 200 quid uh, range that actually gives a similar kind of quality like the noise floor and this is brilliant I find um, but then it's not USB so it does add a bit of complications it's uh, maybe less quality it depends on your sound card and your computer when you're bringing in the sound into it um, or yeah there's there's all sorts of different factors but yeah the Focusrite is a great simple solution I think for a couple of mics and in fact for even more than that isn't it because they've got their bigger versions yeah so you, you, you get the 18i8 again we've got a review of this on the site yeah. so that's if you want to bring in uh, four people or you know it's got the capability to plug in some more mics as well yeah, yeah. Uh, so so you could get these USB devices that have, you know, eight or possibly more channels. Yeah. Um, and if you've got something like Reaper or Adobe Edition, you could sit and record all these into their own independent channels. Yeah. Um, what about in terms of microphones? Because uh, what I've tended to use with the um, 
with the the Scarlet Two I Two is the SM fifty eights, which are um, famously indestructible. Mike's yeah. very versatile, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know you get a you get a good uh, a really good sound quality with them. Again, you've got that issue of they are dynamic, and you do get that wee bit more noise floor underneath. Mm-hmm. So recently, I, I went and bought uh, a couple of condenser mics, the AKG. C214s, I think they're called. <laughs> um, remember the codes as yeah, well. Because yeah. uh, the, the names of mics always roll off the tongue, don't yes. they? <laughs> um, just numbers and letters. Yeah. But um, these mics are, are really high end. You know, yeah. again, it's, it's audio drama production I'm looking at here. Yeah. And I found that they're exceptional in the studio. But when I'm in my house, even though I've got a nice little sound treated, what I would call studio, it's actually a cupboard. Yeah. Uh, if my wife's watching the, the TV like two rooms away with a really low volume, these will still pick them up yeah, because yeah. they're so sensitive. Yeah, same with any condenser mic, isn't it? They've just got so much more sensitivity. I mean, this is uh, that I'm using right now is the MXL 990. And that is a, a condenser mic that I've found that actually it's got a good balance between giving you a bit more richness than a dynamic mic, um, but not picking up a ridiculous amount of the background noise. Yeah. And I love this one because it's so, it's quite good value as well. I mean, it's only 80 pounds, I think, in the UK, I think maybe about $100 US. Um, and it's a great mic. So yeah, I mean, that's a good, I think it's a good option. If you've got a room at home with a bit of treatment, so there's no uh, little reverb, little background noise, all that kind of stuff, you can get a really good quality out of the MXL 990. Two of them in the studio with a, a Focusrite 2i2, and suddenly you've got pretty pro-level quality. And of course, we can't uh, do this episode without mentioning our old friend, the Samsung Q2U. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, one of our favourite mics, definitely. I'm recording into one now, so the Q2U, yeah. if, you're, if you're not familiar with it, uh, a handheld dynamic mic, you could use it as a USB mic, you could use yep. it as an XLR mic. Yeah. Um, it's got the cardioid pattern, so it's going to reject uh, a lot of the background noise around you. And they're just exceptional value. I think, like yeah. I checked yesterday, I think that they're, they're sitting at like £54 at the moment. Yeah, so, including a set of headphones and a stand as well. Yeah, that's right. So um, if you're on a budget, what I would say to somebody generally is go go with the, the Focusrite Scarlett 2i2 and get two Samsung Q2Us. That's, yeah. a, that's a brilliant setup if yeah. you want to record at home yeah. with two people. Yeah, and both monitor with a wee headphone splitter. You can both uh, stand them up with the wee stands as well. So you've basically got a, a mobile studio yeah. straight away with that. And that is, that is the sort of kit, if you don't mind taking your, your laptop with you, that you can set up quite easily on yeah. location as yeah. well. Simple as anything, yeah, definitely. Cool. Okay. Well, I think, yeah, the Samsung QTU is a kind of budget one. Maybe a, a digital recorder for on the go, uh, mixer or the Focusrite with some condenser mics for a more studio setup. It's we covered way too much here. It's, it's, <laughs> it's also worth, uh, as well as overwhelming the listener, it's worth <laughs> mentioning uh, the iRig stuff as well. You get a lot of good iRig stuff. You know, you get the handheld oh, do you mean for mics. recording on a mobile phone yeah, or a smartphone? Yeah, for recording yes. on your phone, yeah. 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 Uh, again, I was looking on Amazon at an iRig preamp. Mm-hmm. So you could actually plug this preamp into your iPhone mm-hmm. and plug in an XLR mic to that preamp. Uh, okay. So yeah. that's going to give you some options if you want to go down that route. And also we've talked about uh, lav mics, smart lavs are yeah. also a very yeah. good option. Yeah. Um, and it means if you're using your phone, you don't need as much gear on you, do you? Yeah, yeah. Two Rode Smart Labs, uh, Smart Lab Pluses, I should say, the newer ones. Uh, and there's a little adapter, I think, 
off the top of my head. It's called the NC6, Road NC6. But if that's wrong, you'll find it in the um, on Google if you just search for uh, Road Smart Lav Splitter, I think it is. And that lets you plug two Smart Labs into one phone and basically have the same setup we talked about earlier, doesn't it? Yeah, for cheap as anything. So, yeah, that's about £95, I think, for the two Smart Labs and the Splitter. So that's actually a really good quality, quite good value setup. So I suppose that's it. We've, uh, we've given you hopefully loads of <laughs> options there. Uh, so yeah, get yeah. on uh, get on Amazon or wherever you shop and, yeah. and start having a look at some of this gear. And like I say, yeah. I will uh, I'll add the links to everything we've mentioned. We've reviewed most of it, so yeah. I'll add yes. that to the show notes. The show as notes. Well. Yeah. So you can go to uh, this is episode five, isn't it? Yeah. So this will be uh, podcraft.net forward slash. 705. So that's season 7, episode 5, 705. And that's the question for this week. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for spending some time with us. I just want to say as well, during the course of this season, we're actually launching our new community, which is called Fan Fishing. It's all about creating new fans for your podcast, really engaging with people, figuring out all the questions around podcasting, helping you to create a more engaging podcast and get it out every single week. So if you want to check out what we're doing there over at that community, um, from support to courses to live sessions to to university-style teaching, then go over to podhost.me forward slash fans and you'll see the community there. So I hope to see you there. Please do check it out. And either way, we'll see you on the next one where we'll be answering another one of your questions. Of course, send them in as well. Send in any questions you have to info at thepodcasthost.com. We'll hopefully answer it soon. See you next time.